Next on BYU Sports Station, Cougar football back in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, Taysom Hill included. What did we learn? What did the coach learn? What did Bronco Mendenhall and Taysom Hill tell Spencer after the scrimmage? And what does Bronco think of Spencer's attempt at a 4.940? Plus, we go live to football practice, BYU in a top five ranking, and beating a rival 100 to nothing. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It's an exclusive from Studio B. BYU Sports Nation back to work on a Monday live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, March 30th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU walk-on punter hopeful. Jerem Jordan. If I had eligibility, I would not try that because I would snap my hamstring at one actual attempt at that. <laughs> I don't even do it for our intramural flag football team. What position would you play? If you could play any football position as a walk-on with your eligibility remaining, what would it receiver, be? Receiver, clearly. Yeah, receiver. You'd want to be a receiver? Yeah. you want to get destroyed over the middle? No, I want to catch touchdowns. That's what I want to do. <laughs> okay. You said the absolute negative. I just said the absolute positive. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Role reversal here. Yeah, catch touchdowns. What would you do? I prob- other, other than other than place kicker. Other than place kicker? Oh, I'd be a punt returner clearly. <laughs> and by speaking of which, I have newfound respect for what those guys have to do when a punter kicks a ball 125 yards in the air and they've got to <laughs> Why settle would happen? They've got to settle under that thing with 11 guys rushing at them We're and not send be this faced. out in a second. Okay, so on Friday night, I get asked as part of the media <laughs> to go back and catch a punt out of oh. a jugs. Oh, jugs machine. Okay, and hey, you know what? I didn't feel as bad after watching Brandon Bradley, former Division One athlete and BYU coach, quarterback. He's not paid to catch. Okay, <laughs> okay, that one. <laughs> the second one was terrible. Okay, the first one was actually like catchable, and I, I bobbled it and dropped it. Okay. So, yeah, no excuses. Should have caught it. But the second one was shot, like, straight up, and I'm like, come on, man. Did you get a grass stain on those really white pants? I did not. Oh, nice nice work. Yeah. There, someone tweeted a photo or a, a video of this from the stands, and the groan from the crowd was, oh. Like, oh! like they were hoping you'd catch it, and it was so close. That's tough. That's really tough. It's get, harder than I thought it would yeah, be for sure. by a long shot, for real. you got to catch one of those, too, though, right? Well, the second one wasn't even close. <laughs> I, <laughs> you should have fair. You know what you should have done? It's thrown up caught. a fair catch, and then you just run to the side like it's a fake, <laughs> and then it just bounces. <laughs> then you don't have to catch it. Yeah, that would be good. Pull a J.D. Falsov. That was J.D. Falsov. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. Hey, listen. Was my, I have been. Was my catching or failure to catch the punt return out of the jugs machine uh, worse than you and your first pitch at a BYU baseball game? Both were no. bad. <laughs> both were really bad. We did not rep. Well, we both feel like we're somewhat athletic at least, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, not shining moments. Bronco Mendenhall thinks I have zero athleticism. Uh, he pulled off any filter that he has with me to offer his analysis on my hopes of running a 4.940. You'll hear about uh, that in uh, roughly 30 minutes. Our conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, welcome. What's your headline following the BYU football spring scrimmage? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Frankum underscore Blake. That either the BYU receivers are legit or DBs are way behind or a little of both. 
That's a fair headline. The receivers looked really good. But you're playing with, against yourself, yeah. so you have to ask the question, well, what does that mean about the secondary? I don't know. How, what does spring ball actually mean for the fall? We'll discuss that in a moment a little bit. But my headline's this. Keep calm. It's spring ball. Five months away from it's game spring ball. One. The third most popular sport at BYU. Yeah, you just you just have to be careful because I think it's I don't know twenty five percent or something correlation. But Bronco thinks that it the, you you would have to thinks that it matters a lot. It's not the same even team. There's certain guys that aren't here yet or like two quarterbacks, like two court like your second and third <laughs> string quarterback, for example. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else are we talking about on this Monday? Jordan Leslie apparently had. The pro day of pro days ran a four 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 forty. His numbers were dubbed as being a draftable grade. Sky Pove, Rob Daniel also had good numbers. BYU football makes a top five list on CBS Sports. The hype machine in full effect. That coming up in twenty minutes. Everybody loves that. Yeah. <laughs> Not oh! BYU hoops finished ranked Top ninth five. in total attendance. How about that for the basketball team? Kyle That's Collinsworth great. named a Lute Olson Award All American and a Top Twenty Five finalist for Player of the Year. Fantastic. Well done, Kyle. Tyler Haas not on that list, by the way. Rugby beat Utah State one hundred to nothing. It's a nice round number. The number one Cougars finished the regular season undefeated. Volleyball, Jeremy, I'll let you take this one. Yeah, BYU lost back to back at home. First time the Cougars have lost six in a row now since 1991. Didn't win a game in March. First time ever. Bad stuff. BYU has a break this week, then at Northridge. Hopefully they can uh, figure it out and turn it around. Redemption at Northridge and then at home against number one ranked Hawaii. Mm. Baseball at San Diego State tonight after losing all of a three-game series to the San Diego Toreros. On that note, pick it up! Even though we lost, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The third most popular sport at all of BYU, spring football. I think the the basic message every spring is to identify the best players and the players that you'll count on for the fall. After that, it really becomes identifying what schemes do you put them in and what shifts might uh, need to occur that way. And then it's uh, discipline how hard they'll try, making sure that they're clean in how they play and unified and develop chemistry. So all those things are, I think, happening. Bronco Mendenhall with me after spring scrimmage wrapped up on Friday night, the complete one-on-one interview with Bronco in about 30 minutes. He talked about a few things. We will headline our top three things from Friday Night Lights right now, a.k.a. the BYU football spring scrimmage. It starts with quarterbacks, then the wide receivers, and injury prevention, Jerem. But first, let's go with the QBs, because it was awesome to see Taysom Hill throw a pass in front of some fans, 14,000, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and look, just, it looked easy for him, which was like the ultimate calming effect for me, looking at the, okay, he's going to be okay by September 5th. When no one is going to legitimately tack you, tackle you, it's easier to be relaxed, right? Sure. But it was, it, it was great to have Taysom Hill in the stadium, in football pads, throwing the ball, connecting deep, which is something that BYU fans were excited about last year with Devon Blackman. We didn't really see it. Had a nice game against Cal, but those receivers uh, have stolen the show here in spring, and so it's good for Taysom Hill to be out there. And then it's just fun for Christian Stewart to be there. We know Tanner Mangum and Bo Hodge aren't here yet, so Christian Stewart might as well. They might as well put Robbie Bosco out there as well, (laughs) and Ty Detmer, invited Steve Sarkeesian. Hey, anyone that wants to come in and just play in the spring game, we're just having fun. Taysom Hill offered this right after the scrimmage wrapped up. 
It's fun. Anytime you can come in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, right, it, it, it's a good time. So it's fun to get out here in front of the fans again and put the put the pads on and be able to simulate a game-like situation a little bit, you know. So I really enjoyed it. I liked uh, what we saw to some guys out here, and, and I think we got better. We got better. Anytime your quarterback can say something like that, well, that's that's good news. I mean, he, he what looks What would T.O. say about that? I don't know. What would T.O. That's, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Okay, Taysom Hill throwing passes in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The highlight of the night for me happened in 7-on-7. Seven seven. A 50-ish yard touchdown pass from Taysom to Devon Blackman. Yes, it was 7-on-7s, seven but it was just fun to watch that develop in any capacity, whether it's March or not. But to see those two hook up for a long touchdown was like, man, I cannot wait for September. Yeah, hopefully that's something that happens in the fall. There's what what de- to what degree do you take spring ball uh, as some indication of what's going to happen in the fall? If it's a hundred percent, I'd be crazy concerned about the BYU defense. If it's twenty five percent, now you're talking. Okay, they're learning. You heard from Bronco. What's important? Identify personnel, schemes, get them to work hard, chemistry. It's it's a development time. It's not a we're going to play a game next week time. That comes later. But to a degree, this is the team BYU will field in the fall. To yeah. a high degree. Taysom reiterated to me in that one-on-one, too, that if there were a game, he'd, he'd be ready to go. The full interview with at T underscore Hill 4 in 10 minutes. Christian Stewart was the starting quarterback in 11-on-11. 11 10 for 13, 138 yards, and a touchdown. Only one? Come on, man. <laughs> Expected like four. The PA said three yards. touchdowns, and Christian's like, I don't know what he's talking about. He only played, about. what, 30 plays or something? Yeah, it was a very short scrimmage, but you know, Christian at an all-time high in his confidence level. Why not? I mean, he's done. You got nothing to lose. Let's go out and embarrass the defense. He's the if we epitome can. of super senior. He's playing football after his eligibility. When was this? When has this happened? <laughs> he played in the spring game after he was done. Yeah, it's uh, not normal for Christian to be in the situation that he is, and he's trying the most to take advantage of it. Here's what he said after the game. I feel like the offense has been walking around uh, with their heads held high. I mean, we've we've put it to the defense to be quite honest this spring. And our, our offense has got some swagger to them, and I'm excited excited for them. Is there concern over the BYU defense? <laughs> We've put it to the defense. Getting worked by the offense? I mean, how much, how much worry or concern is should be there for that matter? It's always an interesting game because the fans want offense. They don't cheer for the defense. If the defense dominated, the story would be, what's wrong with the offense? That's just the way it is here at BYU. It's offensively driven, despite the fact that the head coach is a defensive head coach. Do, what do you want, like a stalemate, uh, 14-14, middle ground, where, okay, the defense is good, the offense is good? I don't, I don't know. I, I do, we all know that the BYU defense lost some significant players from last year. It is, it is going to be uh, Bronco Mendenhall's job to get those guys equal to or better than last year. In you, Bronco, we you trust. You would hope better, right? But the offense, you would think, would take a step forward given the number of people back. And the fact that Christian Stewart was picking on a less experienced defense, obviously the offense should be better. Do you think that the defense, when they found out Christian Stewart was coming back, was like, oh, man. <laughs> I bet because you a lot of those guys were excited because they wanted a bigger challenge. You would, you would hope. That Hunter Moore hope. can't offer. I mean, Hunter Moore will develop. Maybe he turns into something later down the road. But right now, BYU needed Christian Stewart. The fact of the matter is the defense would get better marks if Christian Stewart were not in spring football. And om- Yes. And it's better for the BYU passing defense, even, that Christian Stewart's there more than Taysom Hill because Christian Stewart can challenge them in a way that Taysom doesn't. Taysom's obvious strengths are different. Uh, they're obviously different than 
uh, Taysom Hill, Christian Stewart. But spring ball is not a rush offense, run, rush defense kind of situation when you actually scrimmage. It's about passing the rock because you're not going to actually tackle that quarterback in a lot of instances. That brings us to our second headline, wide receiver dominance. When the quarterback, the quarterbacks are what they are. Taysom Hill injured. He's coming back. They're going to preserve him. Christian Stewart doing an amazing thing to help out BYU and come back and just keep going. But more than anything. Is that a calling in church that he got? It should be. (laughs) He's devoted so much time to that. He allows the wide receivers to progress. Okay? He allows them to get better because he is there. And we're talking about a wide receiver core that has Mitch Matthews, Nick Kurtz, Devon Blackman, Taron Houck, and Mitchell Jurgens. Hey, this is an elite, from a BYU standpoint, an elite wide receiver group. Well, Experienced. They, I, I wouldn't say elite yet. They have a lot to prove, man. I would wait to use that phrase. You have some talent in there. I like the group. I think that they could be really good. Elite. Wait, has Mitch not done enough to garner that as the guy? Not yet. As elite? He's not elite yet. No. He, he's, he's got to, Elite is a, over 1,000 yards as an individual, dude. He hasn't had a 1,000-yard season. Hold the horses on the word elite with this group. Well, he was close last year. He was close to that. So we're counting close now? Or are I'm we just ca- saying Mitch Matthews is a legit. He is one of the better receivers. He is an elite receiver? In all of college Is football. that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I am saying. I'm excited to see it. I think that he's good. I'm not calling him elite until I see it in games. I, I mean, like, a 1,000-yard season. He's a good receiver. Elite, dude? Elite? I think Mitch Matthews but is just, an elite. He's a top 50 receiver in America. Oh, I, I believe he could be a top 50 receiver Do you know how many receivers there are in Division One college football? Yeah. No, listen, wait till he does something. But he's done. He's proven to me that he's done enough. He hasn't proven that he's elite. It, what he did last year top, was very good. Do you think good. he's a top 50 receiver in college football? Going into this next yes. season? Yes. Not then he's of. elite. Then he's elite to me. He's not elite yet. You can <laughs> dub him preseason elite. Okay, preseason elite then. Okay, it's preseason elite. Preseason what does that elite, mean? Nothing. Okay. He's a good receiver, but let's see, let's see it. This group is not elite. They could become elite. Fact of the matter is, they, look, they are the most impressive position group to me right now because of who they bring back and the experience they have on the field and what they have shown in spring football. Okay, and, and that right there sums up my argument. It's what we have to football. what we have to draw on from last year. It's spring football, okay. which Jurgens, Blackman, Matthews. Right? Like I, it's not a mystery to me what those guys can do. Nick Kurtz is a mystery. The other four guys that I just listed there, I've seen what they can do. Seen what Colby Pearson can do. Okay, like that. That's not a mystery to me. That's not, that's there's not some, a mystery to me. There are some good players in this. Mitch Matthews is head and shoulders above any of those other guys right now. The third headline from spring football. BYU has done a better job with injury prevention, and that goes to Frank Wintrick. He continues to win praises from the players and coaches, and we keep hearing about soft tissue situations. What does that even mean? Well, Mostly ankles. Okay. Well, he had zero at North Texas. And he's at zero at BYU thus far. Granted, it's only been a few months, but the coaches okay, so are super knows, high on this guy. I did, yeah, I, I'm steering clear of this, given the superstition by the fans and myself related to me and injuries. The injury prevention has been better. Fact. Yeah, Bron- Bronco Mendenhall mentioned, uh, mentioned that, that it's going well, and he's doing yes. a nice job. BYU not doing maxing out on Olympic lifts every day, 
uh, and there's an opportunity for BYU doing it a different way, yeah. where you hope that they're in better shape. They've had less injuries in spring. That's the fact. That in the fall, in season, you can have less injuries and keep your good players on the field. He said they're feeling strong not because of, like you mentioned, what we're doing in workouts, but what we're not doing in workouts. Bottom, bottom line, be healthy on September 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 159. By the way, about 100 days away from opening up fall camp. 110, something like that. That's exciting. I'm going to look it up now. They got me thinking. <laughs> Our Twitter question today. What's your headline following the BYU football spring scrimmage? Use the hashtag BYUSN at COT underscore BYU football says, too soon prediction of BYU having the top scoring offense of the season. Wow. that I mean, that's against that schedule, top scoring offense. Woo. Elite. It's lofty. Hey. Don't mock me. I am mocking <laughs> you. We need to wait. Up next, our all-access one-on-one with Taysom Hill. What was his top moment from spring scrimmage? Plus, BYU on a top five list. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. Listen up. Blue Goggle Nation, it's your chance to get your hands on some BYUSN swag for free. All you need to do is show us how you enjoy BYU Sports Nation. Tweet us a photo at BYU Sports Nation of you watching or listening to the show. Saturday morning, this Saturday on our conference special, 11 Eastern AM, we will announce the winner. The winner will get their own BYU Sports Nation t-shirt, blue goggles, and wristband. Just tweet us your photos at BYU Sports Nation using hashtag BYUSN. Our Twitter question today, what defines an elite receiver? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is Mitch Matthews an elite receiver? Doing it on the field and not in spring ball. <laughs> Has he not done it on the field, though? He's not elite yet. He's very good. <laughs> oh, He's not elite. Is he preseason elite? What is that? Who cares if you're preseason you elite? You brought it up. What I'm saying, at the end of the day, do you do it on the field or not? Yes, if you're a fall I think camp he does. Or sp- if you're a fall camp or spring camp all-star, fantastic. But the, not the, do it on the played, field. He's played enough. Dude, he's really good. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm saying elite is like one of the best. He could be, and I expect him to be a thousand-yard receiver this year. Okay. But go do it, and then I'll dub you. Listen, sit on the throne, <laughs> then I'll give you a crown. <laughs> oh. Get me so fired up easily. What's your headline following? The, what's your headline following the BYU football spring scrimmage? Clearly, Jerem's is wait. Wait, wait on what BYU does. I can No, I can see some things and evaluate what I see right in front of me, which is what you're doing. But I'm not going to dub so I'm not going to crown someone until they actually do I'm it. I'm not crowning him anything. I'm just He's saying elite. from my perspective, looking at who's coming back in college football. In all Okay, there are a ton of good receivers leaving to go pro. Okay, I am looking at what is coming back. I think Mitch Matthews is one of the 50 best receivers in all of college football coming back. And that excites me for the prospect of actual football playing. Okay, and when you look As at the... As sh- opposed to saying, yes, like like it's a done deal. Because of what he's done. Way. Because of what I've seen him do on the field, in actual games, and with my own eyes in competitive situations. Then why didn't this come out at the end of last season? Like, what Like what changed? It's that you saw him in spring ball, right? He, I no, hope he's... I a li- 
I did. I was high on Mitch after last season. How could you not be? He had a great season. He was tied for the team high in touchdowns scored. He's a really good player, and it'd be awesome if he went to the elite next yeah. level, which is a thousand yards. I don't know, ten plus touchdowns. You know who agrees with me that Mitch Matthews is one of the best receivers in all of college football? Taysom Hill. Those were the words from his quarterback. Okay, he's the guy that's going to have to and make he's, him. He's the guy, elite, exactly that will play a huge role in Mitch having an elite senior season. We talked to Taysom Hill one on one after the BYU football spring scrimmage to get his perspective on what happened under the Friday Night Lights. All right, Taysom, this is the first time that you've thrown passes in front of fans since early October last year. How was it for you out there? It's fun. Anytime you can come in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, right, it, it, it's a good time. So it's fun to get out here in front of the fans again and put the put the pads on and be able to simulate a game-like situation a little bit, you know. So I really enjoyed it. I liked uh, what we saw out of some guys out here, and, and I think we got better. What did you like that you saw out there? Hey, guys knew their assignments for the most part, right? And and um, we had some guys stepping up. I think Kurt really showed, you know, made some progress, and, and uh, he stepped up and made plays. Um, and Devon, you know, Devon uh, came out and played really well. I think he had two touchdowns today. Um, Mitch is Mitch is Mitch, right? Um, but I'd say say Kurt and Devon and and uh, Taryn had a really good day today as well. So I was uh, happy to see that. When you connected with Devon on that first long touchdown pass, uh, how did just how, what were the emotions of that? Yeah, um, it's fun, right? I mean, we, we've been doing this stuff through spring, so uh, we're used to it. Thank goodness, right? We, we've been doing it, but um, anytime again, you can get and score in, in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, right? Right? There's nothing like it. So I was happy to see Devon get out and get loose and, and be able to make a play. Bronco told me that uh, you felt like you had the wrong color jersey on. You, you, wanted, you wanted to be in blue, understandably. Yeah. Uh, in terms of your health and returning and, and getting ready for the season, uh, just give us a quick update on that if you don't mind. I feel really good. Honestly, this is the best I've ever felt since the injury. And I, I told Coach, you know, jokingly, knew he, he wouldn't let me. But I, I really wanted to go today, right? You come in the stadium and the emotion and putting the pads on again and, and the fans and, and – um, I really wanted to go, but the thing is I felt like I could go, you know. So um, I'm happy with where I'm at health-wise. I'm looking forward to having, you know, another few months where I can really solidify the muscles and get everything stronger and and, uh, get 100%. In terms of what has to happen over the next week, your final week of spring practice, what do you want to accomplish? Yeah, I think really the last week of spring, we're still going to strive to get better, but it's really setting the foundation for spring and summer. So um, a lot of this will be coordinating uh, what we're going to do in the spring and summer uh, as far as player run practices and how that's going to look and, and really structuring that where we have everybody here right now where we can you know, mandate a meeting and stuff like that um, and really set the tone leading into our spring and summer. Where do you feel like you've improved the most in between your junior season and now as you approach your senior year? Yeah, uh, it, it's hard to say. You know, I've, I've been injured and a lot of my time has been spent rehabbing my ankle. But with, with the time being out, I would say I've really been able to hone in on the playbook, right? And so we, we get a play and we've been able to expand the playbook and really knowing uh, reads and, and being able to get the ball out on time and, and various things like that. So as a quarterback, that is something that I'll always continue to work on is, is timing and accuracy. And uh, with the injury, I, I've really been able to focus on the timing aspect. Just so you know, 162 days until kickoff at Nebraska. But who's counting, right? Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I'm not counting, but I know it's, it's, it's going uh, to be here before we know it. So, Did you know that there is a Twitter account that's at T- Taysom's Knee Brace? <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen it a couple of times, yeah.
they, they believe that they're going to be the number one defender of Taysom's knee this year. Well, I, I hope so, right? Um, it, it worked last year. Unfortunately, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to find something else for the rest of my body, right? We'll see what happens. Thanks, Taysom. Okay, no worries. Thanks. Taysom Hill, the quarterback after Friday Night Lights, the BYU spring football scrimmage. And, uh, you know, the impression that I took away from the interview is I just, not that Taysom isn't genuine in every interview, but I, I really felt like he was grateful to be back on the field, to just to play under the lights sure. in front of any yeah. amount of fans and be like. It's been almost you know, six it was, months. It meant a lot to him. Yeah, It meant a lot to him to be there, which I thought was really cool. Also, you know, when he says, I feel better than I have at any point since the injury, like that shows progression to me. That's a, that's a confidence builder for, for the fan base as well. and so They've it, expanded the playbook. Uh, he's worked on timing, yeah. which is something. That's, he threw timing routes. When, when you're a quarterback that, that loves to run, timing is your enemy as a passer, right? Because you don't want to throw a timing route. You just want to see it open and then, and then run. If he can learn timing routes, look out. You I mean, know why John Beck and Max Hall were so good at BYU? Timing, timing routes? routes? That is correct. That is correct. You can't defend that. When you have precision route runners and you throw the ball before they're making their break, what do you do? You're defensive back. You're, you're reacting off of what the receiver does. Yeah, the offense always, even in basketball, you have the advantage because you're run, you know what you're doing. Meanwhile, the defense reacts. Correct. So Taysom Hill, hopefully in this offseason, Kyle Collinsworth hurt his knee, got better at free throws. Hopefully that thing for Taysom Hill is timing. Yeah. Injured, what did I work on the most because physically I couldn't do this thing? Timing, throwing the Spent ball. Spent a lot of time in the playbook. Granted, you need your it, fibula to throw the doing ball. what you could do. You know, we're hoping that Taysom Hill has a Kyle Collinsworth effect where it's like, well, I can't do everything, but the things that I can control, I will get better at. Yeah, where, where am I not as good? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a couple of those things better. Or even one thing would be great. Let me make, let me make something clear, Okay. I heard something on Saturday night from one of our BYU Sports Nation followers, you know, and, and they said it a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but I'm sure they meant it a little bit seriously. Where they're like, yeah, Spencer's our resident blue goggle analyst. <laughs> and I was like, okay, f- fine. If that's, that's how you want to view it. And now this elite conversation has come up. And throwing on top of that a, an article that came out last week about BYU football. Let me make something clear, okay? I root for BYU. Wait, what? I root who's, who's for que- I root for BYU. That? No one's questioning that. But the spring football scrimmage has nothing to do with whether or not I think Mitch Matthews is an elite receiver. The proof is in the pudding from what I've seen. Coming back and sheer numbers alone. Okay? So that's the first thing. The second thing is I tweeted out this. CBS Sports names BYU as one of its top five potential Cinderellas for the 2015 college football playoff. Does that mean I think BYU is going go. to the college football playoff? No, but would you rather them not be included in the conversation? You want to be in the list. I understand the BYU fans that are hesitant with the hype. However, if you don't want to follow a team that gets some hype, go root for the Tulane Green Wave. Awesome! Go Green Wave! (laughs) Root for SMU. Root for Fresno State. Okay, here are the details of this, by the way. CBS Sports citing the following reasoning. They have BYU at number two in this top five list as the second most likely team to make a run at the 2015 college football playoff. Okay, quote, BYU has won a national championship before, so you think... Wait, what? You have to think it's capable of doing it again if everything breaks right. 
The Cougars have a lot working in their favor when it comes to qualifying for a spot, too. Power 5 conferences consider BYU a Power 5 non-conference opponent. Fact. The ACC and SEC validating that. Which gives it a boost in credibility in the eyes of the committee right there. End quote. The greatest boost in credibility is just straight wins, homie. Winning games. Straight wins, homie. But you have to admit, side-by-side, BYU with other non-P5 teams is at the top. Boise State number one in this list, by the way. You know who else is in this list? Utah State. You know what they should do in this? Cinderella's, Kansas, Vanderbilt. But those are P five teams. State. Those are P five teams. Would they though? not be Cinderellas? Like I don't. The non P five thing. You remember last summer? Like, hey, when will a non P five make the playoff? Mm. I thought quickly. No. They also reference BYU Maybe as being on Maybe national never. television just about every week. Being able to see a team play goes a sure, long way in sure. swaying public opinion. Okay, and then finally this. Also as an independent, BYU has a lot of power in creating a schedule that would impress the committee. Nebraska, Boise State, UCLA, Michigan, Cincinnati, Missouri, and Utah State. If, and this is an enormous if, probably the biggest if ever in the history of the show, BYU goes 12-0. Those are seven quality wins right there. And they'll likely be more impressive than the top seven wins of some Power 5 conference champions. End quote. Just win the first one. Just win the first game. Here we go with with the uh, if undefeated. You can't. You Let can't, it no. begin. Even Let I it, am like, March, no, March no, 30th. We've already started. No. Just beat Nebraska. Ugh. Up next, Bronco That'd be an elite Mendenhall. season. One-on-one live after the BYU football spring scrimmage. What was his main takeaway from the Cougars spring football? BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. There are two extra hours of BYU Sports Nation this week. Friday will be live from the student-athlete building uh, for the final practice of BYU Spring Football. A two-hour edition. Begins at noon Eastern. We'll talk to players and coaches. Don't miss that this Friday. Then Saturday, our pregame general conference special, whatever you want to call it. We'll give you the top five talks coming up on set. No, I'm just kidding. 11 Eastern. <laughs> we'll be live on Saturday for BYU Sports Nation. Check that out. A two-hour dish on Friday and then a special hour long on Saturday, 11 a.m. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. We've already heard from Taysom Hill one-on-one after the BYU Spring Scrimmage. He feels like his team is getting better And, of course, it meant a lot to him to be under the lights, throwing passes in front of the BYU fans. Jordan Leslie had a pro day on Friday. He had draft. How they termed it was, he now has a draftable grade in terms of numbers after what he did at pro day. He ran a 4-4-4, 40-yard dash. That's really good. He had a good vertical, good on the bench, solid all around. I don't think it could have gone much better for Jordan Leslie. Sky Povey, Rob Daniel also turned some heads of scouts from 28 different teams that were in attendance. BYU football makes a top five list on CBS Sports. The hype machine in full effect. Ugh. Do you I love like it, it or I, do you hate it? Both. You know? Both. Do you like it or do you hate it? I, lo- I love it and hate it. 2015 college football playoff Cinderella. Number two behind number one Boise State. I like the discussion. I'm just... I'm just tired of the hyperbole uh, prior to a season without a payoff. If there's payoff, I'm more inclined to embrace it. 
people project. That's what they do. I know. People it's fun project. to be. No, don't get me wrong. It's fun to be in the discussion. BYU rugby beats Utah State one hundred to nothing. Woo! The number one Cougars finish the regular season undefeated and also provide us our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 209 BYU Rugby combined outscore Utah Valley and Utah State last week. 209 to 0. Woo! That's crazy. Holy that's, cow. That's I mean, ruthless. In rugby, when you look at a rugby <laughs> score, it's comparable to football. It really is. You, get, you can max out at 7 points per score. Can you imagine winning a football game 100 to nothing? Uh, yeah, that you'd get bad pub for that. <laughs> Joining BYU Sports Nation now, senior wide receiver Devon Blackman. Devon, I told you on Friday that we would do our best to get you on the show. You're not in studio. That will happen at some point. But, hey, I <laughs> promise we'd get you on the show. I'm living up to my word, am I not? Yes, you are. You are. Good man. Good man. <laughs> How many times have you been compared to Tupac in your life? You look just like him. Uh, actually, it's everywhere I go. Um, everywhere I am, everywhere I go. Like I went to the movies. Somebody walked up to me hysterically and was like, uh, "Do you know who you look like?" I'm like, "No." Nah. It was like Tupac. You look like Tupac. That's you. And I went to go eat at uh, some food place, and the workers stopped what they're doing, and like three of them came up to me and was like. You're alive. You're alive. <laughs> it was like, you look exactly like Tupac. I mean, but uh, I feel like we we probably have the similar features, but I don't, I don't know, look just like him. But <laughs> I, whatever, I'll take it, though. That's Tupac. He's a legend. <laughs> if somebody asks you, you know who you look like? You should say, yeah, Devon Blackman, BYU receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Devin Blackman. No, 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 no. no. It's Devon. Devon. No, yeah, he had it right. You Devon. should say, I look like Devin. There's, it's my twin brother, Devin. He plays the <laughs> By the way. How often do you get called the wrong name, Devin? Uh, all my life because my first name is Ashanti. So my first name is Ashanti Devon Blackman, and um, so I get called De- Devon. Actually, Devon came into effect when um I was in Pop Warner, and the announcer couldn't announce Ashanti, so he <laughs> said, <laughs> so he would always say Devon, Devon, Devon. And when I ran track, it, it you know it just became a household name, Devon Blackman, and it was easier to roll off the tongue. You know what I mean, Ashanti Blackman instead of Devon Blackman, so it was easier to roll off the tongue. So that's how it became the name it is today. You had a nice showing uh, on Friday night. How much more do you think you'll be involved in the offense this year versus last year? Um, I think I, my role will expand with the coaches' trust. You know, um, I feel like um, I earn their trust more. So, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see. Only time will tell. You know, I, I would like to be see uh, see more time in the offense. Um, so we'll see. You know, I can't really talk too much about that. <laughs> with the departure of uh, a speedy guy, uh, in Rob Daniel, who is now the fastest guy on this BYU team? Uh, well, Rob Daniels was never the fastest. Let's okay. get that straight. Okay. So uh, it was always me or Mike Davis was the fastest on the team, and Mike Davis is pretty fast. He's real fast, you know. So and we haven't raced yet, so I couldn't really tell who's the fastest. But it's it's it's, it's either out of me or Mike Davis for sure. What did you learn about yourself last year that will help you this season? Um. Just overcome adversity. You know what I mean. I had a lot of things going for going wrong for me last year. You know, I just or this year just I learned from that. Just keep focused and overcome adversity, and there is a plan for me. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot going on last year that I have to overcome and just keep my head down and just keep fighting. You know what I mean? Keep going, and that's part of becoming a man. So I learned how to you know when you come to work every day, don't let the outside affect what you have to do at work. 
you know, just keep going and keep progressing. And everything is a growth, growing process. Everything that you're, everything that's bad, you can learn from. You know what I mean? And everything that's good, you can learn from too. You mentioned a plan. What's the plan for you? I mean, I'm not sure. It's God's plan. You know what I mean? It's been five years since um, I played college football. You know, I went to Oregon, went for two years, didn't play, came down to a JUCO, played there. You got my shot, then earned a scholarship uh, to BYU. And then <clears throat> from BYU, you know, I thought I was going to come in and play. You know, I had a good um, good fall camp, but uh got suspended the first game for wearing earrings. So that kind of threw me off track and, from down there, it was just a snowball effect. So, you know, I'm really anxious, and I feel like this year is a, you know, it's a good year. You know, I just want to keep my head down and keep working. But uh, I feel like this year is the planned year. You know what I mean? It's about been waiting for so long. Devon, do you regret at all the adversity that you went through because you made the choice to come to BYU? Uh, No, not at all. Not at all. I don't regret it at all. I feel like it's made me a better person, and I wouldn't have grown if I would have went to Fresno State. I wouldn't have grown if I would have went to Cal. You know what I mean? Coming out offers from Juke, I would have been still at home, still able to go home and be babied. And you know what I mean? But coming here and having to really be on my own, having to pay my bills on my own, having to get up on my own, having to motivate myself for self every day. You know what I mean? Nobody's helping me. I have to wake up at 5 in the morning every day by myself and I think that's the biggest thing because I'm preparing myself for the next 40 years of my life when I have kids you know what I mean and um and that's what I came here for ultimately because football is only a short window in your life you got after football if you're lucky enough to take it on after college well you got 60 years <laughs> football is only a short window so you know what I mean I was just this is what I came here for the next 40 years of my life and so far it's, it's you reap what you sow and I've been getting it <laughs> Ashanti Devon Blackman on BYU Sports Nation, senior wide receiver. Clearly you feel like this program is helping you become a stronger man overall. When you look at the football perspective alone, what do you feel is the strongest part of this BYU football team? Um, Family-oriented. You know what I mean? And um, this year we had, uh, we had some problems at the Miami Bowl, and then the seniors on the team came together and we – had a team meeting and we just brought it together and you know we said we're gonna be a family we're gonna really look out for each other we're gonna really care for each other we're not gonna judge each other just because I'm not LDS or just because he went on his mission or just because I'm black he's white we're not gonna judge each other off that we're gonna really be a team and for don't judge somebody off appearance judge them off of actions and character so I feel like that's the biggest thing that we're doing and we're becoming more of a team we're playing better we're trusting each other we got love for one another and you know that's what it that's what a team is. <laughs> Outside the, all the other stuff, that's what a team is. We're building relationships that's going to last outside of football. A lot of spring ball fans and media try and correlate, okay, what does this mean for the fall? What is the team sense of, okay, we did this in the spring, so that means something for the fall? Um, what it means is we got to f- go harder in the fall. So, so it's almost like a... It's your first time running track. So let's say uh, you do 100 and you got 10-6. You know what you can do, but then you'd be like, uh, I felt like I could have stayed in my drive phase longer and then I could have even got a faster time. You know what I mean? So right now we just ran 10-6 in the spring ball now that it's winding down. And right now we're seeing that, okay, we can go even more further. We can push even harder. We can go even harder. So now, right now we're attacking 10-2, and the fall camp will be 10-2. And if we feel like we can give it more, then we're going to give it more. Devon, whatever you do, make some time in your schedule. I know it's busy. To come into studio be very soon. Oh, man. Just call me up, baby. You know I got you. You know I got you. <laughs> you know I got you.
Hey, Devon, thanks for the time. Great to talk to you. Look forward to uh, what happens in the future and your future success. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's always great to have Tupac on the show, you know? Dude, he is, he is one of a kind. He's great. He and Jamal. Love it. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com and welcome to the club. Up next, our one-on-one with BYU head football coach Bronco Mendenhall, his spring scrimmage analysis. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I'm Spencer Linton and sitting next to the fabulous... Jerem Jordan. Hashtag elite. I think you're elite, man. Dang it, you're jumping. (laughs) Baseball is against Portland Thursday and Friday on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Starts at 8 Eastern time. Spencer Linton on the call. We did not discuss that with Devon. We should have. We ran out of time, apparently. Is Mitch Matthews an elite receiver? Yeah. Some people are going to statistics alone. He he can, yes, he can be. Like, he's stinking good. There's no argument. Fred Warner tweeted at me, Mitch Matthews is an elite receiver. I didn't say he's not very good. I'm just saying to be elite is one thing. You you know how I get. I, I'm just being weird. <laughs> it's Port- it's one of my Jerem Portland dude. Yeah, it's exactly. it's all good, all good, man. <laughs> he's super good. Who cares if it's elite? Very good, great, awesome. Bronco Mendenhall. I guarantee he thinks Mitch Matthews is an him. elite receiver. He also spoke with me for a little it's over five minutes biased. after the spring football scrimmage. Friday Night Lights, one-on-one all-access with Bronco Mendenhall. Hey, Bronco, a short spring practice, uh, but what did you want to accomplish tonight in front of 14,000 fans? Really just connect with the fans, make sure that we gave them a great chance to come out, enjoy BYU football, and, and uh, get ready to support our team for the fall. We had an unbelievable pro day today, um, 29 scouts there to watch our, uh, our seniors as they exit, um, to have their next chance for the NFL. A lot of recruits here, which is phenomenal. And then a chance to um, improve our team in a shortened setting, but a worthwhile setting. Do you feel like you did the things you wanted to do tonight? Yeah, I think all those things happened, and uh, I like our team. I like the camaraderie. I like their mindset, and I'm really encouraged about the future. This is the first time that Taysom has thrown under the lights since he was injured in front of fans. Uh, what have your communications like been with him uh, and, and playing quarterback again in front of the fans? First first thing he said being in the stadium is I have the wrong color jersey on. He wanted to be wearing blue and like go live. And so there's uh, it's fun to be able to hold a, to have to hold a player back rather than encouraging him. And it not only takes me but about our whole staff to try to hold him back. He's he's motivated, anxious, and excited for the season as I think everyone is and should be. He's one of the best players in the country. Did any players uh, stand out in your mind in the short scrimmage? Yeah, so I, I really like the way that we're throwing and catching the ball. And so what Christian Stewart, which is really kind of the, the backstory of the spring, he's allowing our receiving core to develop. So Nick Kurtz, his ability to go deep. Devon Blackman's ability to go deep. Mitch Matthews' ability to go deep. And then um, the offensive line development that we're having in protecting the quarterback. So besides just being able to run the ball uh, and be effective that way, uh, man, every bit of stress that's possible is going to be placed on secondaries trying to keep up with our, our downfield threats. And so that's what I see so far. What was priority number one for you throughout spring practice? At the end of it, what do you want to be able to say that you accomplished? You know, really, um, I think the, the basic message every spring is to identify the best players and the players that you'll count on for the fall. And so that's always something that starts and is paramount 
after that it really becomes identifying after the players are identified and what schemes do you put them in and what shifts might uh, need to occur that way. And then it's uh, discipline, how hard they'll try, making sure that they're clean in how they play and unified and develop chemistry. So all those things are, I think, happening. What does Christian Stewart mean to you after uh, everything that he's gone through? And now you won't let him go. Christian Stewart is, um, he, he might be, he's one of the most amazing young people uh, that plays college football. Not only did he, did he welcome the chance to come back and help his team, um, but he was anxious to do it, and he's competed like crazy. And as we walked into the stadium tonight, he looked at me and said, man, this is my last chance in the stadium. And not many guys get another chance after their, their senior season, um, but he has helped our team grow and progress and advance in a way that we could not have done without him. And that's an amazing story. I'm not sure how many kids would do that, especially at that position. On the field, you talked about the development of the receivers, working with Christian and Nick and Devon and Mitch and their speed. In terms of not on the field, maybe with the fan interaction and, and the things you wanted to do with them, what was the best thing you saw tonight? So um, as I walked in, I saw an entire stadium blanketed with little kids for a kids' clinic being run by our players. I saw a line wrapping around the stadium for autographs from our older players. Um, and I saw people, as I occasionally looked up at the, uh, at the scoreboard, and I'm seeing tweets and twitters and flitters and flutters and everything else but it's um at this is why and some were saying there's no better night um than to be in lavelle edwards stadium watching byu football i love our fans they man they came out in numbers they had a fantastic uh, attitude our players are completely motivated by the support they give us and we're lucky to have them all What's on the agenda as you move forward for this last uh, week of spring practice? Yeah, so meetings and lifting tomorrow morning. So there's a, a, almost a four-hour day tomorrow, not quite. And then three more practices um, of development. So there isn't any pulling back. This is uh, maybe a similar um, style practice next Friday. Uh, Monday and Wednesday are, are all work. I've been challenged to run a 4940, and I think I'm going to do it after your practice next Friday. How do you feel about that? First of all, you have no chance to run a 4940. You might have a chance to run a 4930. Uh, if that's the case, then I would support it. 4940, you have zero prayer. Zero prayer? Zero, zero prayer. It's not personal. I'm just. You're motivating me. So, sometimes uh, I do actually get acknowledged for evaluating talent, and just from what I've seen, um, I don't see it. Or I put it this way I just see it in other areas. Would you beat me in a 40 yard dash race? No question. <laughs> I mean, I don't think. If we were in the same frame, I would be surprised. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> Thanks, Bronco. You're looking at me like that's a challenge. It is. Yeah. It is. I don't think it is. <laughs> Thanks, Bronco. Thanks. Locker room material for yours truly. Why'd you thank him after that? Because he's helping me get better. He's motivating <laughs> me to run a 4-9, and it's going down on Friday. Uh, you have no chance to run a 4940. You have zero prayer. It's not personal. Just from what I've seen, you have no chance. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's super personal. It's only about you. He's just motivating the beast inside. That's funny. Up next, a loaded Cougar <laughs> whip around. We're going to go fast, go hard with that next. It'll be an elite edition of the whip, You're I heard. Fired. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Cougars played their spring scrimmage on Friday. Taysom Hill participated in everything but 11-on-11 drills. Also, BYU was named one of the top five FBS playoff Cinderella's, non-P5 that is, according to CBS Sports. And graduate assistant Preston Hadley is joining the coaching staff at Santa Ana College. Good luck. 
Men's basketball. Kyle Collins was named to the Lute Olsen All-American team and a finalist for the Lute Olsen Award. Ryan Andrus is going to Philadelphia on his mission, and BYU finished ninth in overall attendance this season. Baseball. Cougars play at San Diego State tonight, 6 Eastern time. Live video of the games on goaztex.com or listen right here on BYU Radio. Swimming and diving. Jake Taylor finished fourth in the 100 and 200-yard backstroke during the NCAA championships last weekend in Iowa City, Iowa, resulting in an All-American status. Men's volleyball. Cougars were swept by Irvine this weekend, losing in four sets in both matches. BYU has a bye this week. Rugby. On Saturday, BYU Rugby recorded their second shutout of the week, both in the century mark, beating down Utah State 100 to nothing in their final game of the regular season. Number one. Track and field. Four dudes on the track team set a new school record in the 1,600-meter sprint relay over the weekend with a time of 3.14.74. Chelsea took first place in the Clyde Littlewood, Texas relay. Tennis. Both the men's and women's teams lost to Pepperdine this weekend. The men's team will play Friday at home against Pacific. The women also play on Friday against Rice. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays finished in a tie for fourth in the Valero Texas Open in San Antonio. He earned $237,000 for that. That's roughly $23,700 in time. <laughs> Golf. BYU finished in a tie for 14th at Stanford's Goodwin Tournament. Jordan Rogers led the Cougars with a score of four under after three rounds. Lacrosse. The second-ranked Cougars beat Washington State 24-1 Saturday. Woo! Today's wow. Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. How about Jake Taylor? All-American, yeah. two fourth-place finishes. Awesome. In the NCAA championships. You, you finish top eight, you're an All-American. They just, they just name you elite at that point. Thanks to Devon Blackman, Bronco Mendenhall, Taste Mill, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for elite tweets. At... Coop Thatch. Did two I go words, to it too much? Two words describe Mitch Matthews. Consistent beast. If he isn't elite, then nobody is. Give me a thousand, bro. He the was close. Show on demand. BYUSportsStation.com. Shout out to Famika Anai.